All right. Welcome, Athena, to the Femprinter podcast. I'm so excited to get to know you today. You're joining us from, is it Denver, Colorado? I am joining you from a snowy, cold day in Denver, Colorado, indeed. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I um, It's an absolute honor. Yeah, thanks for being here. Well, it's snowy here in Canada as well in the Calgary area, but it is beautiful and sunny today. So um, I've always wanted to uh, go to where you are because that's actually where my mom's family's from. My mom was born in Denver. I've no never way. been. And so one day I will I will be in town and I will look you up. <laughs> you better. I would love to give you a tour of all that Denver and beyond has to offer. It's um, an absolutely lovely city that just keeps blossoming more and more. So would love to show you around. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for hopping on today and sharing a bit of your story with us. Um, tell us about what you do day to day in your business right now. And then tell us a little bit about some of the challenges you've had to overcome to do this work that you do. Absolutely. Um, I'll start by saying it's been quite the journey. So there have, have been so many uh, pivotal, pivotal moments leading up to where I am now and in envisioning my future and where I'm going um, and understanding that although we might have an idea of the destination, if anything that I have learned through life experience is that nothing ever goes to plan and it's really more about our ability to pivot uh, when things don't go to plan. So I am a real estate broker in the beautiful city of Denver. I've been in residential real estate sales for about nine years. And on the outs, you know, from the surface, every, you know, my business is doing very well considering a more challenging environment um, with interest rates being higher over the last 18 months, limited inventory. There has definitely been a lot of adversity and a lot of challenges for quite a few brokers. And I'm really grateful because I have an incredible team that has really allowed my business to continue thriving. However, in the midst of that, I really was hit in the face out of nowhere with a challenge that I've been battling every single day uh, for the last seven and a half years. And that is that I got diagnosed with Lyme disease. Um, Lyme, I have no recollection of being bit by a tick ever. I don't live in a heavily tick-borne area, but I did travel a lot because I was a professional skier. So prior to real estate, I was a professional athlete. I was at the top of my game traveling the world. I skied about 300 days a year. I really attribute all of my success in business to the discipline that I learned through skiing and my ability to face adversity, I fully believe came from skiing. But unfortunately, at some point I got bit by a tick. That little tick has basically turned my everyday existence into what would put most people on bed rest permanently and, and leave you on disability. And it's basically taken my immune system and caused it to attack itself and mainly my nerves. So my, my pain levels are, are through the roof. Now, if you look at my social media, for the most part, I, you know, I do talk about my struggles, but 
it is an invisible disease. You don't really understand the, um, I hope no one ever has to understand really how challenging fighting an invisible illness is um, for so many reasons. But when I look at the last seven and a half years and the challenges that it continues to bring, for example, tomorrow I'm having a rib removed because it's not allowing my port to work properly. So that's just another day in the life, but it makes everything else seem manageable. And to have a career that I love so much, a team that supports me, that I can trust uh, trust in and rely on, I, I truly believe that every life happens for you, not to you. And if, if there's any, any way of making um, good out of difficult situations, and I think that a lot of us are facing, you know, challenging times and different, different types of adversity. And I, I always say no, no one adversity is bigger than another. We all have our own challenges that are just as valid in our lives. And the ability to pivot and, and to really learn your inner strength is something that I don't know I would have learned fully had I not gotten as sick as I am today. So I sit here from a place of gratitude, a, a place of loving every second of what I do, but every single day is a challenge. And I think that it's it's something I, I really want to talk about and and is the challenges that we face that your your brain kind of says I don't know if we can do this and the um, the incredible resiliency that our bodies have and the power of of getting our mind on board to that resiliency and using it to build grit and build character and build strength because you don't look back at your life and and look at all of the good things that happened and say, that's where I learned the most and grew, up, grew the most. Unfortunately, we look back at life and you say, the probably the best lessons I learned come from times of difficulty and challenge. And if we can remember that in the moment, and I have to remind myself this every day, like, okay, there's gotta be a bigger purpose to all of this. It really, I, I believe that it's one of the most empowering gifts we can give ourselves is is to is to really dig in when things are challenging at home, economically, you know, whether it's with your business, with your health, with your a variety, family life, whatever it may be, these are the opportunities that we have and to really dig in and to and to lean on the people that that have our backs and, and really care about us and I, shout out to my girl gang of of you know I have the world's best assistant and and business partner and I couldn't do a single thing that I do without them so teamwork baby it's all about teamwork <laughs> love it love it wow so growing up who would you say really modeled adversity and perseverance? Like, did you see someone close to you kind of suffering and pushing through some hard stuff that you've um, been able to kind of lean on those memories and that inspiration in your adult life? That is a very beautiful question. Thank you. Um, and it's one that I, I have not answered before and I absolutely love it. So 
Growing up, I definitely, I believe that the majority of, of the grit and resilience that I learned actually came through my own experiences through being a professional athlete. I, you know, I blew nine ACLs. I broke my neck twice. I had coaches that were, you know, the best thing that ever happened to me. But if we said one, you know, gave them lip once, it was hiking the mountain and doing push-ups in your snow ski boots. And it, it was no joke. So there was always a, there was always accountability and always discipline. But when I look at my immediate sphere and world, not only did I see that in my own life, but because my life was so inundated in the sport, my dad was a professional skier in his heyday. It was it getting hurt, going through battles, going through challenges was part of the job. It was never a question of if, it was when. And it was... It, you know, when you blow a knee, you do A, B, C, and D, and you're healed and you can go back. And I, I got really good at doing that. And I think the most challenging thing that I've had to adapt to that I have not been able to really relate much to, to as many people yet is the fact that when you're battling a lot of very rare and and kind of new diseases there's no hey if you do a b and c you're going to get better everything that we do is always hoping that we're going in the right direction and hoping for the best i'm constantly you know trying to connect with other other people struggling with chronic illness but i believe that chronic illness and i hope that one day i can be that source for people um, in whatever capacity but it can be very isolating and it was very isolating for a long time because i did not understand what was going on in my body i was as an athlete you have such control and discipline over your body so to kind of lose that ability to have control over over your results and how you're going to feel from day to day is is has been a test in patience to say the least but again one that i hope my story one day will be able to help lay out a framework to other people struggling with chronic illness or 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 any adversity in understanding kind of the the process of of mourning and of of regaining that strength and of mourning again and and not giving up when you're you know you're not seeing results from from different treatments and not giving up when you feel like you can't relate to anyone i i think that there's so many lessons that i've i've haven't necessarily seen intimately but i have i do believe that the toolkit that i have to get me through this was something that i learned watching my dad as an athlete and through my you know my own coaching programs throughout the years and when i and coaching is just as much an important part of my life today as it was when i was an athlete it just looks a lot different because it's in the world of business <laughs> Right, right. And so what kind of coaches um, in your business life, I guess, in your adult life, post-skiing, 
have um, been life changing for you? What kind of, I don't know if you yeah. want to share anyone else or any mentors uh, or anything like that. Absolutely. So I am such a firm believer in mentorship and coaching and, and really just having your cabinet of who is it in your life that is going to help you see your blind spots so that you can be the best version of yourself. Um, and that was something that I had in skiing and that I unintentionally fell into when I, when I began real estate. So I'll take you back a little over nine years. I was sitting at dinner with a girlfriend. Um, still my best friend today, shout out Charlotte Durham. And she is the ultimate fempreneur. I tell you, I have never seen such an incredible woman do so many things. Um, she sells over a hundred million a year in, in real estate by herself in Big Sky, Montana now, is a mom of two, owns multiple restaurants and businesses. She's my hero. But she she was a, a new friend at the time. I was kind of telling her that at my interior design job, I was feeling a little bit um, creatively unfulfilled and, and that there was a cap on how far I could go with it. And I think as an athlete, you are always striving to break through to the next level. And I didn't realize how important it was for me to have a career that the same thing was, was possible. And she said, Athena, you love homes. You love people like you love design. You're in interior design. What are you doing? Like get in, your dad was a developer. My dad, built houses growing up. What are you doing? Like get into real estate. So I met with the owner of her company, I think like two days later and John Stegner, he was my first mentor in real estate, still is a mentor of mine. Um, he showed me every single thing I know. I spent about the first year of my career following him on every little thing that I could because like so many careers, real estate is one that although there's te a test that you have to pass and you get your license, it doesn't actually teach you anything about how to conduct business or do the job. So the um, importance of having a trusted advisor, mentor in your life is so critical to success. And I got extremely lucky that I had a mentor that was willing to literally let me sit in and listen on all of his phone calls. I'd sit in the back of his car during showings just to hear how he interacted with clients. And that really set the framework for creating a cabinet of, of mentors, advisors at a early place in my career that are, are still my cabinet today of who are the business people around me, male and female, in that are, you know, not necessarily only real estate related, but who are business, pe business people and humans in general that I admire. Because I want to, I don't, you know, I don't want to follow a mentor that might be really good at business, but I, you, you know, is is a horrible human being for the rest of their life. Like it, it really matters finding that balance in, in your trusted advisors. But the first few years of my career, I did a really good job at, at really just asking as many questions as I could from people that I, I looked up to. From there, I started out, um, there's a coaching program called CORE. Uh, it's for realtors and lenders. And I spent 
a good five years with the core. I, when I say discipline and accountability, I do not know many coaching programs that offer that much discipline and accountability. It was extremely regimented, extremely, um, and we had to be extremely disciplined. And, and if we did not, there were consequences. Now the consequences for like not turning my homework in on time were, okay, you're going to donate more to your favorite charity this month. So it was all, you know, wonderful things, but it, it created an environment of accountability apart from my everyday real estate career that connected me with different agents all over the country that I was able to build strong relationships with, you know, over the last several years. Now I did just step away from core mainly just to deal with a couple, I have a few big surgeries coming up. Um, but really my favorite coach of all time, Phil Puma, he's in North Carolina. He is one of the greatest real estate brokers I've ever met, but even more so, he is one of the most exemplary humans. So finding that coach for you that exhibits all pillars, I like to, the seven pillars of your life and, and, and where you want to go in your life. Like, what does your family life look like? Your personal, spiritual um, love life, money, work, et cetera. And does your coach or your mentor embody those elements? Because if not, that's probably something you should think twice about prior to, you know, listening to every single word they say, or just taking it with a grain of salt. But I do plan on, um, co being a student of his in, in the future. I think he's got something in the works that uh, I don't have the details on yet, but I will never go a period in life, I hope, that I don't have an amazing coach and amazing mentors because I lean on them all the time. So thank you guys. <laughs> oh, wow, that's awesome. That's really good to yeah. hear. So in what ways are you, um, and maybe, maybe you can't right now because of your, your health stuff, but in what ways are you, you know, coaching others and obviously you're hopping on podcasts and you're sharing your message in the world in lots of different ways. Are there, are there anything, is there anything else that you're doing that we're not, that we're not aware of that we can spread the word about? Thank you. You know, I am definitely someone that has a lot of big plans and big dreams. And I plan on um, doing, you know, accomplishing a lot of them. I would love when I get my health to a little bit of a, a better place to write a book that can really help people in how they face adversity, how they connect with community and overcome whatever challenge in a, in a framework of, of reframing. So that is a big one for me. I just finished a class with the Wharton School of Business um, to do a TEDx talk. So obviously the goal is a TED talk, but it's gotta start somewhere TEDx. So I'd like to do a TEDx talk in 2024. Um, starting a podcast has been something that I've, I've been very interested in as well, just from a place of really, really being able to get connect with as many people as possible. I love people. I, and for me, it's understanding 
the best way to connect with people on a broader scale. Um, in my day-to-day -day business, I knew from the time that I was being mentored by my first mentor, John, that that was something that I wanted to be able to do for agents for the entirety of my career. And I believe so firmly in you give what you get and there you, you know, you end up learning so much more about your craft, your skill, yourself, when you are able to reflect upon someone else's struggles and help relate, guide and coach them through it. So I've had the, you know, good fortune of, of training, you know, being a mentor to of several women over the last nine years. And that's something that, again, as I get healthier and I'm not spending right now, I do four days in a row of plasma transfusions every three weeks. That doesn't include any of the doctor's appointments. That doesn't, you know, I, I'd say about 50% of my time goes to trying not to die right now. So when I get a little bit of that time back, I'm so excited because I'm like, even just 10%, like that's going to be such a huge win. Um, and I have, you know, I look, I look back over the last couple of years and I have come a long way and I have to remind myself of that. But I, I do have grand dreams of, of connecting to a much larger audience and potentially coaching in the future. But at the very least, you know, being able to be a mentor as I grow my team. I've never been a, a broker that has the aspirations of creating a mega team with, you know, dozens of agents. I am a very um, relational human. I want to make sure that anyone of my clients or anyone on my team that I am working with, I have the ability to give everything that I can to them and give them the best experience and build a lifelong relationship. I, do, I don't want to grow to a point where, you know, no, no, my clients can't get a hold of me and they're only talking to my assistant. And I, the most important pillar of my business is keeping it relational. And I'm so grateful to have gotten my business to a point over the last nine years where 95% of it comes from past clients or referrals from past clients and sphere so that I am able to share my challenges with health. I'm able to be completely transparent in what I'm going through, letting them know that there's, you know, they're not going to, I'm not going to miss a beat. I can promise you that much, but that's why I have an incredible team around me so that on days like tomorrow, when I need to have surgery and I don't have my phone for four hours, you might talk to my assistant. So really being able to set expectations within that relationship. Um, but the same goes for anyone that I will ever bring on my team. Right now I have people that are you know, continually asking to join. And I just, I, I tell them I'm not physically in a place where I could give you what you deserve. And when I can, I would love the opportunity to, you know, be a part of your cabinet and be a mentor to you. But right now I am, 
I, it wouldn't be doing you a service to do so. So let's keep in touch. And that's really hard for me to say because I like to be able to do it all. I've always been a yes person. And I think being, you know, fighting illness has been one of the greatest lessons in learning how to say no. And I think as a society, we glamorize so much the the hustle culture and, and the busy and that you always have to be doing things and you say yes to everything. And in reality, no one wants to live that way. We, you know, we have all of these incredible resources at our disposal um, that we can, you know, we, we can, you know, with AI even, like we have so many opportunities to utilize different services that'll give us a little bit of our time back. And instead of then just giving that away again, it's, it's really learning and understanding how to set boundaries and get very clear on what your yeses are and what your no's are and how both of those are leading you to the place that you want to be. And that's something that I'm just now learning at 33 years old is, is how to say no. And that's been one of the biggest challenges I've, I've, I've had, but Hey, you, you never stop learning. <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to ask you about 10 years ago, about the 10 year ago, Athena, and maybe this, you know, what you just said is going to be your answer. But what would you tell her? What advice would you give your 10-year younger self? That is a beautiful question. 10 years ago, so I would have just been graduating college, um, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and starting my interior design career. I had no idea what my path was. Honestly, I, you know, skiing was so all-encompassing that even though I knew there was a shelf life on that career, it, I'm skiers get hurt a lot. And there's only so many times you can, you know, I was, I believe, 21 when my doctor said, Athena, if you blow another knee, I was at X Games in Aspen. He said, if you blow another knee, like I had just blown a knee, you're going to need a knee replacement by the time you're 25. And that was kind of when I had to take a step back and, and really think about what I was doing to my body and what was next. And I didn't know. So I went to college, you know, did, had a great degree, but didn't really have much direction. And I would tell my younger self to have not been so afraid to not know what I wanted to do. I think we have culturally, societally, at least for myself, this, this thought that we're supposed to know what we want to do with our lives at a young age. And that we're, you know, there's a path where you get married and you have kids and you have your job and you come home. And, and, it, and the biggest thing that I would tell myself would be that you don't have to have it all figured out because even if you think you have it all figured out, it's not gonna go how you think it is. Life never does. And the the more opportunities that you can say yes to that you're excited about or no to, to things that aren't filling you or aren't serving you, the more clarity you can gain 
just with your day-to-day decisions, the more it's going to be creating the framework for your future success. And instead of, instead of me thinking, well, I've got to figure out a job. Like I don't know, you know, what I'm going to do with my life. Is this, is this job going to be what I have forever? It, It would have been more Athena. This is every single experience that you're having right now, good and bad is teaching you something about your, yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses, you know, your passions, what fills your cup, what empties your cup. And I would have taken a lot more stock of those items so that I had at least more of a clear vision on what I want and didn't want in life. I did not have that whatsoever. I was flying by the seat of my pants, um, quite literally and figuratively. I was flying through the air but I, I didn't have it figured out. And I think that's okay. It's okay not to have it figured out. But understanding that the little moments in our day-to-day lives tell us so much more about ourselves than we could ever even imagine. And I still have to remind myself of that daily. I am constantly, you know, when we talk about what does the future look like, I have to break it down to such a micro level of, you know, in on throughout my day, what are what are the things that I excel at? Where am I really able to serve people? How can I take care of myself within that? What is really not serving me that maybe can be outsourced? Um, I was never good at delegating at all. I'm an only child, and I was a professional skier, so it's like one man sport, one child. I just said yes to it all. I wanted to do it all. And I think that learning how to delegate the things that are your not your strengths is the greatest gift we can give ourselves because the things that we're not good at, someone else excels at. And that is the person that you should be working with towards your, you know, your goals, towards it's real, it's really under understanding, you know, how you can be the best you. And that doesn't have to mean like forcing yourself to learn a skill set that just doesn't suit you. So I that was a long-winded answer. I tend to do that. I apologize. But I, yeah, I really, I, I believe that it would have been to have just a greater awareness of, of my time, where it was going, and where I felt I was excelling and where what was maybe draining me mm-hmm. that's a really good answer right i mean i think that's, that's, a, that's a wisdom like a wisdom thing that i guess that if you're 33 now then you were 23 then yeah um, i wish more 20 year olds were being taught that they should trust their inner wisdom and not rush to this you know place of knowing what what i want and knowing what it what it's supposed to look like because in that rushing i think for me too when i was in my 20s in that kind of rushing to try to figure out what that thing is you miss a lot of um you miss a lot of learning you miss a lot of lessons that you you within your own wisdom are trying to teach yourself Mm -hmm. um 
That is so, so really beautiful. Like that. that was so beautifully put. And it's so, it's so true. And when you, you've got that kind of a one track mind of I've got to figure it all out. First of all, like what 20 something, no matter what has it figured out. I mean, you know, I think we never stop figuring it out, but understanding that it's okay to fail and it's okay to try and then try again and try something different and fall on your face and get fired maybe or quit a job or whatever that journey is, whatever that path is, like those are the formative moments in your life that are bringing you to the destination. The destination will always continue evolving and changing and and doing backflips and, and whatever it may be. But like those are, you know, it's 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 so much more productive and it's such a greater gift of wisdom to yourself to be able to not be afraid of failure and not be afraid of of saying I you know I don't quite know what I want to do yet but I'm going to try a lot of things until mm -hmm. I figure it out because every single thing that we try is teaching us something about what we want in life and what we don't want in life. And I don't think there's any more valuable insight into our, you know, our futures than what we can learn from our path past. And if we're able to be a, have an awareness within our present moments, um, obviously it's very difficult as we get wrapped into the busy day-to-day -day lives that we all have, but like really being intentional with, with what, what it is that's filling us up and, and what's not so that we're constantly evolving and changing and growing. And I think that's really where a coach has been helpful to me too, is, is helping me to really understand what my skills are what I can delegate, how I can best delegate productively, and how I can learn from when I do fail, because we will all fail, you know, like it's it's inevitable. We're never going to get it re get everything perfect. But every mm -hmm. failure is probably a bigger gift than the, a success, honestly, because it's fueling us with the skill set we need to be better in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. You've shared so much wisdom and so many great stories. Um, it's really inspiring to see um, that you are, you know, you're going out into the world and you're you're sharing this story about, you know, the health challenges that you're facing as you continue to grow your business and um, make time for all the health things that you probably didn't anticipate having to make time for in your career. <laughs> Um, I'm wishing you so much, um, just good vibes tomorrow Thank going you. into your surgery and a quick recovery I appreciate and it. really honored that you took the time to be here with us. Is there anything else you'd like to leave our Fempreneur uh, audience with before we hop off? You know, honor is all mine. Thank you so much for the absolutely lovely, um, time together. You're, you're, I love your podcast. I got really addicted to it the second that um, we started discussing booking this. So thank you for creating a platform for women to really help empower each other and, and connect. Uh, I would say, you know, I 
anyone out there that is going through any form of adversity, any health challenge, any real estate challenge, any business, like I love connecting with people. So if there's ever anything I can do to support you, um, I would love that opportunity. If you want to get in touch with me, you can just go to my website, which it has my phone number and email and Instagram and all that good stuff. And it's just athenabrownsonrealtor.com. So please don't hesitate to reach out. And Lindsay, you are an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for, for having me and letting me share a little bit of my story. I could talk to you for days. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much, Athena. All right. We're going to hop off now, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks.